0: The Queen's Jewish Link presents the Jewish Living Podcast, the show that examines the many facets of Orthodox Jewish life. Here's your host, Izzo Zwerin. You know, we always begin this show by introducing it as the show that examines the many facets of Orthodox Jewish life. But due to the global pandemic and the civil unrest that have been the subjects dominating our lives for the last several months, we've been focusing more on those topics, albeit with a Jewish slant. This week, we get back to basics. We're going to be discussing the mitzvah that is there to remind us of all other mitzvahs. To do that, we track down someone who has devoted his entire life to that mitzvah.
1: My name is Nisan Avstein, and I am known as the Talisman.
0: Nassano has so much knowledge on tzitzis, and in this enormous conversation, we barely scratch the surface. So this week, the Jewish Living Podcast presents, I've got 613 mitzvot, and tzitzis is all of them. All right, Nassano, thank you so much for joining me this week. If you could tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, your background, how you got into uh, this line of work, that would be very good for us to start with.
1: So I was eight years old, and my father, who is the Rav of Cherry Hill and uh, has amazing shirim that people could watch in Torah anytime, Rabbi Fry Epstein, he led a trip to um, Eretz Yisrael. Um, we live on the west side of Cherry Hill. On the east side is where there's other Eden as well. And a lot of them aren't from yet. That's why there's Chabad there. And uh, my father led a trip, a bunch of guys from there, a few guys from the west side also from our shul and they had an amazing trip in Arkansas. and one of the things they did was go to the factory and before my father left a guy named mark reached out to my father and said rabbi i would love to come but i can't so could you get me a talus and get those blue strings too so it was they went to the factory my father got him a beautiful talus in, in maya and got him a bag too and i was eight my father came home and he's like want to learn how to tie this?" And I was eight, I'm like, okay, sure, that sounds cool. And the talus from the had the lava on. it didn't have the t'cheles. And I was not advanced back then to know that you could use a ceramic knife and just cut off the tissus without metal. So we t- untied the whole talus and then retied it with chalas. And that was the beginning. And then a little bit after, some, um, somebody else had a problem with their talus, so we used that lava on that we swapped off and I tied a second one. And that was that. And then I forgot about it, whatever, we moved on. And a few years later, after my bar mitzvah, one Shabbos, my father called me over. My father would speak at the Shkoma Minion and then again at the main minion. And I would walk him to Shul. And we'd come just by Kriya Torah right before, and then he would speak. So come a little bit before. And he hands me the Shul's, um, the booklet, the weekly announcements. And it says over there, new gamas in Cherry Hill. And then one of the gamas was, Chitis tying gamach by Nissan Olevseen. And again, my father never asked me like the beginning. <laughs> and he and by the kiddish already people started coming over to me. And I'm, I knew a few things. I always loved Tits as a kid. And I'm like, yeah, there's Chabad, there's Breslau, there's Swardi. I didn't know how to tie all those. And then people started asking me already by that Kiddish. And then we're here we're in a store now, and a lot happened along the way, but that's how it that's how it happened. So gamach, and then it turned into business years later.
0: Okay, so I'm, we're going to get into everything you just mentioned, just from the different types of strings. We're going to talk about the ceramic knife that you brought up. But I want to first ask you about taking a mitzvah and making it your own. So my mind, the, the quintessential person who did that, was Joseph Rosenberger. I don't know if you know who that is, but just so you do, he's the guy who popularized the shotness testing uh, in America. So before him, basically you went to a tailor. Uh, sorry, not before him, but back in the day, before there was a concept of off the rack clothing, uh, you went to a tailor. You said, I, he measured you. He asked you what, uh, what materials you want to use. And it was easy to say, hey, wool, no linen. Ta-da. But then we were introduced, I believe I did a little research on this back in the day, the Brooks Brothers introduced us to this concept of off the rack, where they pre-made the clothing and then you just went and bought it from the store. So then there was a need to test those. And this guy, Josef Rosenberger, whose store is still up and running in um, in Williamsburg, he popularized the method for checking for for Shatnes, and he went around the, the country training people uh, how to do it and really made the mitzvah his own. So it sounds to me like the way that you're going about titus and, and and how you started from an earlier age, you made this your pet mitzvah. So I want you to talk about that, uh, the importance of making something your own versus going through and just trying to do it, all the mitzvahs in your own way, without really having that one particular mitzvah that you that you like.
1: Well, you, you hit upon a beautiful point because there was a, a raw visiting from Eretz Yisrael at our house, and he's like, "You got to see this mitzvah," and the mitzvah brings down a gemara from Shabbos that basically in Parashas Balak, which is coming up, um, that Bilam said that Klai Yisrael's the flower in the garden. In one of the praises after the whole thing, Bilamva. And, and what does that mean? So the Nitziv explains that you have a garden, you have a bunch of different flowers. Normally, people set it up, and then they have like the acre in the middle. So you have we have six hundred and thirteen mitzvos, and then that's all. That's the whole garden, and then there's like the acre. And the Nitziv brings out the Gemara and Shabbos that there's a whole back and forth. What should be your mitzvah, and the maskana is Sissis because. Because if you make tzitzis your mitzvah, besides that, every yid does have a chiyuv to have their mitzvah. It could be coming to shul, it could be whatever tzilin, it could be whatever, whatever you really enjoy. You should make that yours, and and it's great if you get other people involved. But the Gemara's maskeinah tzitzis because it says in Shema and Bayomar is chartez a So if you make tzitzis your mitzvah, you'll remember all the other mitzvahs, and that's the greatest mitzvah to get involved in.
0: That's awesome. And that's what the mitzvah of is. It's your isemoso. Um, Right, exactly. So I want to get to some of the things that people don't know about tzitzis. Now, the first thing that I'm going to say right now, and I didn't even know it until you brought it up, is how you cut tzitzis and you brought up the ceramic knife. Um, So I want to start with that. So if you could talk about cutting tzitzis and why a ceramic knife is preferable. And then if you want to bring in other aspects of tzitzis. That you that you think is uh, are widely unknown about the mitzvah.
1: So the first answer to the first question: um, cutting ceramic knife. So um, it just covered mitzvah. It, it's in it's in Aruch, where everything is. Um, <laughs> by right, but so people well people say, what do you mean? You cut a challah with like a metal knife? Like there, you do use knives, but there's an Indian over here. Um, technically, you can, but it's a nice thing that to just to use for kedusha purposes it's metal represents clay hummus is war like things and there's there's a there's a concept by davening like when we bench we cover the knife there's certain times where we look we frown upon metal so over here they, they either one could use his teeth which is not today is not really accepted or they sell um they sell the they sell these fancy ceramic scissors but um if you want to do it better you just order on amazon you can get or Bed, Bath and Beyond is where I got mine. Three knives for, for 30 bucks. Each one's ten dollars. And um, I keep I have in different places. So, so, that, I,
0: that, so that's that's good for someone whose career is involved with with palace and uh, so, so what it, about me, the the, the, the layperson who I bought my titus and you know what the string was too long, especially that one that the, the, the main string which we'll talk about that was always end up being way longer, especially if I tie them myself. Uh, one ends up being way longer and I just want to cut it off. Can I use a pair of scissors? Do I have to get a ceramic blade? Do oh. I have to go to you?
1: So, um, so, very good. So, people ask me that. Um, they don't ask why, like, why one string's longer. That was like a style a few years ago. Someone just decided, what I heard is someone was lazy and they didn't want to cut it. So, like, it just became a thing. <laughs> and everyone was walking around camp. Like, the, like the shamash was just super long. But um, <laughs> what's more common is with kids with sports and this and that, um, you get into your car whatever it is and your chitsis start fraying and or you put them in the la- washing machine you kill your scissors so then you want it you want a, a good way of of refurbishing them just trim them trim them with a ceramic knife yeah you can get it on amazon like i said you don't have to swarm stores do like to sell it they're always coming up with you like the kosher lamp like you know they're always coming up with these awesome things so there's a cool thing a scissor that's a ceramic scissor but if you if you don't want to get that and it's it's easier, what I do, is get a cutting board, um, and then you just cut it on the board. So it's hmm. using the knife, using the scissors, you mess up. Just, your scissors get shorter and shorter. Right. So that's, that's really, and there's also in Simen Ches, in Shulchan Arach, I think it's Vav. It's in the beginning. There's a Hawacha that you're supposed to, every morning, you're supposed to separate your scissors and go down them. And it comes from, really, there's supposed to be separation of the Vavon and the Trevas. But um, your, your titties aren't supposed to be tangled. Now I'm, I've noticed, and people come over to me and say, "Like, I see you. Sti- I saw you staring at my tits all the way there and shul." <laughs> and like, certain people just walk around with like, like spaghetti. And it, this is a, this is a mitzvah. It's a d'oraisa. It's like anything else. People don't want a estro that's shriveled up, but when it comes to tits, for some reason, they walk around in the black. They walk around in the yellow. So, if you want to keep your tisus, which is such a simple missile, I think it's the simplest, easiest missile. So, if you want to keep it nice, nice, you just get a ceramic knife and you. Um... Now, on the ceramic knife, I, I had a few funny stories. I got held up in airports um, and traveling. <laughs> I did make it to Israel with it checked in through Italy, Germany. No, not Germany. It, Russia and Italy coming back, but going to Houston, Texas, I got stopped, and this guy over there, the TSA. This guy is like, uh, you, you have a knife. And I'm like, uh, how do you know that? And he's like, well, well, I weighed your luggage and it has. Um, I see there's a knife there. It's on the screen. I'm like, that's not metal. That's ceramic. You can let me go. And he's like, no, it's the same atomic mass as metal. And I'm like, I was just thinking, <laughs> like, I'm following Shokhanar. This is not the same atomic mass as metal. I'm like, I'm like.
0: <laughs> the Shokhanar knows that your machines don't. Um, I, 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 uh, one, one interesting thing that you brought up was that people see you looking at their Tsitsis and shul. It reminds me of another interview I had a, a, couple, of, a couple of months ago at this point with Ellie Leibowitz, who's a professional comedian. And people come over to him all the time and say, hey, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. Uh, it doesn't work that way for comedians. But as a professional with Tsitsis, do people come over to you all the time? Hey, you're, you're, you're a, prof- a Tsitsis professional. Uh, uh, i ask you a quick, Shaila, about their... All the, all the time all the time yeah and also people notice you looking at their titties all the time as well
1: sometimes like people like uh, on Purim I was at the Purim Suda and a uh a jeweler said at the ends like I noticed you were going and he's like I do the same thing I look at rings all the time he's like he's like <laughs> but, so that's when it hit me that I do that um also it bothers me that that um people are wearing they're not even I've seen, unfortunately, a lot of people not get the mitzvah at all. The talus is completely puzzle. They don't even know. They think they're wearing a kosher talus. And, then, and that's why I look around and try, and, or just it just goes. When you have a certain passion and it's your business also, the, the co-op of money, that's how your brain goes. And one guy on Shabbos, I went over to him and I said, I, I think I can help you after Shabbos, but your talus isn't really kosher. And he's like, well, the other three corners are kosher. <laughs>
0: Okay, so that, that's funny because um, I find that with sukkah, actually, that people don't know a lot of the of sukkah and they think their sukkah is kosher um, and, like, they invite the rabbi of the shul over, like, actually, I can't eat in this. Uh, but I would like to ask you some of those common issues that people might not know about that make their tzitzis, uh not kosher. And this would work if you have something about their titsis versus something that might be more common that you find in a talis. I'm not sure if there's any difference about those things, but common things that people might not know that make their titus or on their regular baguette or on their talus puzzle.
1: I wish I could show you. I have a whole, um, I have like a collection of um, things I collected or people gave me from all around. I've seen also there's just like weird things. I was in the -er, Bostoner show in Boston, and there's a talus that said, Don't it dedicated to Aisha Torah with like a name with Zecher and Ishmael all the way in Boston from the old city. So, <laughs> uh, so there's a lot of wild things, but um, what are common? So we'll show it over here. Um, the first and, thing- and,
0: and, just so, and just so our audience knows, we are going to try to either post this as a video. If not, we'll try to post pictures uh, at least so people can have some sort of an understanding about these things.
1: Or people could follow at the Talisman on Instagram, and we post things all the time when I travel and uh, go to different shoals. If I see something, um, I'll post it and show people, and people ask what's not kosher about it, so you could follow me.
0: Everything that we're going to talk about right now is on your Instagram page, which we'll which we'll have which we'll have you link to, and we'll put it in the show notes, and people can go and visit your your as
1: Instagram as well page. as well as Facebook and Twitter, and anyone can message me on WhatsApp also, and I get Shilas on WhatsApp, and other uh, Bells are busted called me and, and and asked me what size, and I'm like I, I don't know what Bells wear, but so <laughs> people, yeah, he's like he's like well you're easier to get to my postage, so I thought I'll call it the talisman. <laughs>
0: Okay, so go ahead. Go. Let's let's talk about some of the common ones.
1: So right over. Well, the first thing is we should say that in Shachanaraf there is a halacha that every morning you are supposed to check your tzitzis and before you put them on so you don't make a bracha of talah. Assuming you don't wear a talus yet, then you do, then you do make a bracha. If you are wearing a talis, you should still nevertheless you should still check your tzitzis, even if you are wearing a talis. Now for a talis, it's either before davening or a lot of people do after davening that they are that they're packing it up because you're rushing to put your it on in the morning. So before you fold it up into your bag, check all the knots, check everything. And that's what I find that I just saw a guy uh, like two weeks ago. We were diving outside back then, and I noticed that, how do you know if something's wrong with your talisman? If, if your stitches grew, and there's like, there's this one, and, and people like, son, like, how did you know? I'm like, what do you mean? Do you see you have four corners? And one of them, there's like an extra long sis. So that means you're missing a knot automatically. You are be missing two, three knots. I don't know. So I saw that, and um, um, I we confront. I confronted the guy, and he said thank you very much. And then he's like, he's like, I didn't even know that happened. Thank you so much. And it hit me that people don't know this halakha on the shofar. Um, that you're supposed to check your tzitzis so that this doesn't happen. And it's not that the talisman is just supposed to find you and then you're <laughs> supposed to find the talisman. Uh, I, I appreciate what people do that, and I want to help every get out there. But um, you, there's a halacha that this doesn't happen. And Mr. Brewer says that if you have a Shabbos sauce, it's good enough. Mostly Shabbos, you fold it up. That's good enough for the whole week because there's a chazaka that you're not using it. But all the while they use it every day. And today's day and age, you get into your car, you click your seatbelt, your titsis could be done whatever it is, you always got to check your titsis. Now, the first common problem is right here by the knot, by the corner, I should say. And if one of the, one of the eight strings that are folded over and tied by the first knot, if one of them split, it's completely not kosher.
0: Okay, and so for I, those who are listening, uh, what we're talking about is that, that hole punch that you have in your, t- in your titsis or your, or your ed where the string goes through. So those have to be fully intact, correct?
1: A type, yeah right that, before, that.
0: before the first knot is even tied
1: right okay and if one of those split then there's a problem and I saw a guy in shul and I uh, waited till the appropriate moment now also there are halachos like there are halakhos like how to tell somebody that he's doing something wrong and and if he's not going to listen if he is going to listen so you have to know who you're talking to if they're going to thank you if they're going to be upset so that's a whole science in itself by so the way I, that's with every mitzvah Right, right, exactly. Or every
0: aspect of life.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving the show on shot. Like, you have right, to know yeah. how to... <laughs> exactly. Um, so, um, fine. So, I confronted this guy, and he said to me, he's like, he's like, I didn't know that was a problem. I, I learned in your father's shear. Um, again, for all those, um, my father is Rabbi Epstein in Cherry Hill, and he has awesome shear room on tour anytime. So, go look out Rabbi Fry and Epstein. And so, he's like, I lo- go to your father's Mr. Brewer shear. And I remember that your father taught us that one string breaks, that it's still kosher. And I told him, that's over here. That's if one of the long strings break, then it's still kosher. But the top, then it's not kosher. Now let's explain why is it still kosher. Because you only need, because you still have four strings. So we have four strings folded over, which makes it eight strings. So one break, then you have the other side. And then you still have four strings. But if two break, there it could be that it's the same string folded over and then um, and then it's, would it would we counted it's not kosher the mr bureau does there's a loophole how you could still be kosher but for sim- simplicity if two strings break that's a problem um, also if like really if there's like nothing left if there's one string even there has to be like a little bit left like but if there's but if there's one string then it's done when then no then it's still them. kosher Right,
0: but if it's ripped up on top, that means you automatically have lost both strings.
1: Now, if it's ripped in the middle also, if you have something hanging out from the five knots, it's not just at the top. It has to go all the way down. It's in called in Shokhanar Kedaya Niva. You have to have all the way down. Now, if something, if, if this is cut off and you have like this much, that's also a problem. You have to have Kedaya Niva. Now, what is Kedaya Niva? That's a good question. How long that? I'm not going to get into that now. Go open up Shokhanar. <laughs> or ask me about or contact me later and we can discuss Kadea Neva. Um, but um that is the Allah, yeah.
0: Okay. Um, any other things before I get into a little bit more of what I had prepared to ask you, things that people don't know about about
1: So a lot of people that that or know me say like before I met you, I didn't know that there's 17, 18 different men of how to tie And I once had a guy, I was in a shul selling teleasim. By the way, anyone out there that would like me to come to their shul, I'm happy to come um, if you invite me with Corona, so however that works. (laughs) As a Shashem, this hour, we're going to do some outdoor stuff. So I'm either miss affairs or coming to any locations that want to have me. And I've been to various places around the world and in the United States. So um, And thank you to all those that have invited me in the past. Um, So when I was at a shul, I was sitting there, and this guy comes over to me, and he says, like, I want to buy a regular Talos. Can you show me a regular toss? And I'm just like, what's regular? And and to me, like, yeah, what's regular? You need a chabad guy shows up, a brusiver, bells, any taimani, like certain swartim, like they don't know what sittus is. It's sitzit. Like like that's what's What, what tzitzit. So like you have to know. And this is this is also what I learned. Is this is also in many other mitzvahs, so in Tilim, in, in mezuzahs, there's chabad. There's there's so many different minhagim. Like maybe not matzah so much, and but but there's like a Yemenite astrog and there's so many different, it's so mixed colors, though, so beautiful and rich. So that's something that that I learned over the years, and people that need me, like I never knew that there was so many different ways to tie tzitzis. To I'm like, and techelas, there's like eight rishonim has to tell you how to tie techelas, to and it's a three focus, Rashi, Tosis, and um, really the Ravid, Tosis, and the Rambab, How many strings need to be blue? It says. Pisil to that's less than So does it mean one string? Does it mean fold folded over two? Does it mean four? there's, there's so much going on with tzitzis that people don't know that out there. They just wear it from their time to three, and they're like, Yeah, we're tissus, that's it. All
0: right. So let's get into a little bit more of the actual stuff. Let's work our way top down. So first let's talk about the beged. Right now, you guys can't see this on, on, on audio, but I'm wearing a regular cotton Ah, there's that word regular, um, but I'm explaining <laughs> what regular means. Uh, regular,
1: cotton, to regular, regular to you, regular to you.
0: This is a cotton bagged um, with with uh, tallest strings tied on the bat, on the bottom.
1: So um, that's thick. So you're saying it's thick, it's not thin?
0: It's thick, it's not thin, correct.
1: So and it's, it's, a, v-neck. it's v-neck, not it's round a neck? It's
0: v-neck, not a round neck. So let's talk about, and and right here, I have a wool wool bagged that I do not wear in the summer because it is the summer. And this is a wool bagged with uh, white stripes versus my wool baguette with black stripes. Uh, I'm sure these are not the only ones. We could talk about the mesh baguette, we could talk about the t-shirt baguette, but if you can give a rundown about the differences, which ones are preferable according to different uh, postkin, and which ones you probably should stay away from if, uh, if that's your
1: thing. Okay, so let me. Um, okay, so there's there's mesh, which you said. There's cotton, which you said. Um, there's something called poly cotton, which is right. polyester and cotton. A lot of Hasidim, Hasidim wear that. So you'll see everyone thinks Hasidim only wear wool, but certain Hasidim that's Chabad. They'll wear wool even in Texas. It doesn't. And I, I went to Texas last summer, and I was preparing and speaking to my supplier Keter, and a big shout out to Keter Judeco that does an amazing job making such amazing tzitzis, and getting them from our stroll to america and make some fancy awesome bags um so so i was in the office with rabbi yamin over there and, and he's like you need wool you're going to texas chabad is going to wear wool even in texas so <laughs> i so worked in Williams- khasidim-
0: sorry i worked in williamsburg for five years it's not just chabad
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there, there are other Hasidim that in the summer will wear polykai and then that has two holes we could get into that later two hole one hole um that's something interesting but um Generally, Hasidim wear wool. Um, now, back, so there's, there's we said there is um, mesh, poly cotton, cotton, wool, t-shirt, and there's another thing called sports tzitzis, um, which is an awesome thing. It's a polo shirt with tzitzis tied on. Um, and it's really, it's split on the side, so some people will be more comfortable wearing an- another shirt underneath, an undershirt, because um, it's really designed for sports if you want to wear a polo shirt with tzitzis tied on. So you're going to see side of your body, but, um, so that's, that's um, it's a mesh-like shirt, meaning there's holes absorbed sweat. And then also there's a new product from Keter, um, which is a lightweight wool. So you can wear wool in the summer and not be as hot. So okay. there's a new type of wool. And on top of that, we also sell the summer talus with the same material that is uh, light wool. So that if your shawl doesn't have air conditioning, you're good.
0: <laughs> or you're davening outside for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So talk about those different begotim, and also, sorry, the difference between a black versus white striped begot.
1: Ah, okay, so um, let's go there for a second. So, Svartim swar- normally were white. You can look in Yalkut Yosef, um, or Git's Yosef's awesome safer, which, if anyone's not familiar, just like we have the Mishnah and then we have the Shulchan Aruch on top, and the Chavetz Stein codified and put together all the Lacha from um, from the Shulchan with the Magan and all these post skim. So, the um, Rav Yitzchak Yosef, the current Chief Swardi Rabbi, Shlita, he took his father's all his chuvos of Anhalacha, and then has the Shulchan Aruch on top, and basically like a Swardi Mishnah So in there he explains this, and he says, "Al that white represents pure, and it's a very... and you see by Swardim, like they have white sidurim also, and they're very into white. So al pi kabbalah, Swardim wear white." People ask me, like, I don't like the black stripes coming through my shirt. Is it a problem? So for talos Katan, it's not. Even for talos godol, people want that. Sometimes they want that with techilas also. They think it's cool. And you know what? If that's gonna get you to wear the mitzvah, then go out there and wear white stripes. But generally we say that you should do your minog. You shouldn't be minog shopping and it's not it's not it's not good. It's not good in in serving Hashem the best way. You should do your minog.
0: Okay, so let me stop you there quickly, because in many shoals I've seen the random rainbow talus guy or a specific color talus, uh, issues with that at all?
1: So um, I don't like to call it the rainbow talus. I like to keep it uh, the, the colorful talus. Okay. And um, so, yeah, it, it's not a problem. I, I, it's a good conversation piece to go over to a guy, and I do it all the time, I'm just like, so tell me, you have such a stunning talus. What's the story behind it? And I got a lot of interesting facts. So apparently there was a style back in the day, maybe in the 70s, and the 80s, that someone made colorful stripes and, but I haven't found the Makar in Halakha that that really um, has significance to that. The black stripes, if you look at the Tamei Minhagim, the um, Mechaber right over there, the Mechaber of the Tamei Minhagim, I'm not remembering who wrote that it right now, that it's um, Zechelet so the black reminds, reminds us of the blue, how does that work exactly? Well, the Rambam says techeles is black, and is, and Rashi says techeles is green. There's a lot about techeles, so whatever it is, the black stripes are supposed to remind us of the techeles. Now, good question that I just thought of: Why do we wear stripes at all? So, okay. um, so Rabbenu who is my father's um, Rebbe, and is uh, everyone should check him out on Torah anytime for his new shirim. Um, he is a noted historian and is world renowned and is an amazing, amazing rough and rebbe and so he says historically that the romans had stripes on the robes and whatever rank you were in or hashivas however that worked the modest historian, i don't know but you had stripes and so that somehow that came into call and now there's different types of stripes we said sword white we said there's the black and if you look at that census um that you have um i do this to hasidim all the time i just met some Satmar hasidim came into my store and I said, so is your stripe satmer? And they're like, no, that's just what you bought. But there's different designs from different vendors. Keter is not the only supplier. There's Malchus, there's Talitania, there's Mefor, There's a few different companies in our Um, And then there's Chabad. And Chabad have their own stripe. And I asked um, the Chabad Shlioch of Ithaca College, who actually grew up in Cherry Hill. So I saw him here. His name is Rabbi Josh Krish. And um, he said, I'll pick that one of the Rebbe's Al-Pi Kabbalah, put together stripes that, I don't know what this means, but whatever it is, that's why Chabad have their own stripes. Normally, you see that there's um, like three or four, or there's a fat one in the middle, and then there's three or there's four more down. You look at it, you'll see sometimes there's like three and then a big one. Um, not always four. And you could tell there's something called the Turkish talis, which Hasidim normally wear, which is they don't have the... Um, Color in in the middle, like the right. whole design. They have a big fat stripe, four, and then a big fat one, and that's called the Turkish talus. And uh, why is it called the Turkish talus? So wool used to, um, they used to get the wool from Turkey. Today, it's New Zealand and Australia is where the big where wool comes from. But back in the day, they used to get a lot from there. And so let's go to bells for a second. So bells have blue stripes, and why do they have that? and they have the, the Belzer Turkish sauce because there's a problem with shotness coming from Turkey and uh, certain tiles is infested. So the Rebbe started a new line and he had, it was all tested, but we said shotness in the beginning of the show. Right. And so then he designed a new line. Um, they still call it Turkish sauce. I don't know if it comes from to Turkey today. And then since the Rebbe had a new line and he wanted to show everyone, this is not shotness. So he had darkish blue, not, not like blue, like dark, like it still looks black. So it's, it's a blackish blue. Um, and so I, all the facetium started doing that, and that became the Belzer Talus. Now, believe it or not, Bells have their own Minog you know, alp the Rizal Titus also. So you'll see different Titus with different stripes. Now, just a side point with blue stripes. The Israeli flag was taken off from the Talus by David Wolf, and those are blue stripes. So, but Bells does not have that color. They have their That's own more
0: royal blue versus like, let's say a midnight black blue, like the Yankees. Right,
1: right, right, right. I have seen some pictures and it's on the Instagram at the Talisman of people that have a Israeli flag talis standing at the coastal. And um, you said, you said before, I've seen someone with the Yankees logo on their talis at the coastal. <laughs> I've seen a lot of interesting things um, and let's continue with.
0: Okay. So uh, this, before we go into the next section, just uh, if we can get back to the uh, preferences of the actual
1: Oh, okay. Very good. So wool. According to the Shocherarof, you should wear wool. Um, the Shocherarof says like it's a. It mitzv- says that um, the the two materials that you should use to make your talus is wool or linen. Now, if you take a look at the Gemara and Yevamah on all of that um, the Mishnah brings down. Now, why wool or linen? When how do we wear cotton today? For all those wearing out cotton out there, don't get scared. Oh, what am I doing? Um, so the the Mr. Bro explains, and it goes back to the from the Gamar Yvonne's that we learn from shotness, believe it or not, shatness. No, not shotness.
0: Oh, no, no, no,
1: no. <laughs> uh, it's, um, yeah. It's saras. Yeah, uh, so shatness for second. Shot- yes. So sh- Saras, um, it says beged over there. And it says there's three types of saras. There's um, skin, wo- house, and there's beged, begadim, and it says the word beget. And if saras comes on a beget, and the kavana of the Torah over there is wool or linen. I make a shava that it says in Va'yomer it says also beged. I make a shava for um, you want to explain what gezera shava is for? No, you, you, we're good. Okay, so we take gezera shava and um, so beged and beged, and therefore anytime it says beged, we learn out from Saras that means um, that means wool or linen. Now, why did I say Shana? So we got confused because. Um, can you have shanis That's a whole separate thing. Mm-hmm. So wool and linen together, and we could get into that another time. But going back to what we're saying. So that's why we have wool and linen. Now, the Ramah says, yesh omrem um, shashar minim That non-materials of wool and linen, that's still too. So according to the Ramah, if you wear cotton, that's any other material besides wool and linen is also dur So that's, so that's, that's a pigma Well, yeah. yeah cotton cotton that's mesh,
0: a- polo shirt.
1: Style, yeah. Silk. So that's how all that comes in. Um, so a lot of people are relying on their ma, especially Ashkenazim. When it comes to Swardim, it's a big Shayla now. If you're sorty, can you wear kain? Because the Shoharah says that you should wear wool. The Mishnah Brua finishes off this whole and says, Yariya Shamayim Yachmir. And somebody who is who has a lot of Yer and they want to do something and they really want to do the letter to the T, so they want to follow exactly. They should wear wool. Um, it's easier to do that today with the lightweight wool, and, and not everyone's living in Texas or Arizona or some really hot place. Um, and Ramoshe Feinstein also on this says that it's a good idea because you can't go wrong. Meaning, the Shochanarach is saying, though, if you're following the Shochanarach, you're, you're getting at the top. There's no question. Now, if you have the fancy Dirshu, the blue Mishnehruah, so it brings down the, the Chazonish. That said in Brak, since is a black top and it's super, super hot, the Chazunish said you could wear cotton. And I've heard quoted, I haven't seen it inside, the Chazanish said cotton bismanaze could be a duress of status because it's so common that people everything's cotton today. So that it had that been around in the time of the Torah, that, that could be like the wool and linen were the, the the garments back then. But now that everything is cotton. Um, you can wear cayenne, and you also have the ramah to rely upon. Now, other materials in, in the Shoghan, in the ramah, like like camel um, wool or rabbit fur, like I haven't really seen that out there. But And the ramah also says other materials, like um, if you grow like hemp or you grow other things, can you use sisus? So the answer to that is the baguette has to be that material. So if you want plastic sisus, you have to have a plastic garment. But the exception is, wool and linen is protrium doino bimino amino, meaning you could put wool on any garment, you could put linen on any garment. That's why you'll see it's always wool cis, but a different garment. But if you want cotton, if you want cotton tittis, you have to have a cotton baggot.
0: Okay. It's interesting. Uh, a hemp baggot sounds both. <laughs> uncomfortable and environmentally conscious
1: so <laughs> people ask me um for all those who haven't come into my store yet and i showed you those two awesome giant chumbo sitsis right. so they say it's that kosher and um you could we'll put pictures up those sitsis um so people could see them instagram facebook we have a few already from the giveaway of parser schlaf um someone um won that last year and it's amazing um, so can you use rope? Can you use an answer? Is it's not the right. So it's going to be your but you have to have the same, the ed has to be the same material if you grow something.
0: Okay. Let's move on to further on down the baguette. Uh, you mentioned the holes. So let's talk about one hole versus two holes. We're talking about the kind of hole punch that is done in the baguette to let the, to just go through.
1: So, well, um, why do you have the hole also, to begin with, why do you have the hole and that's to tie it on. You right. have to tie on the zitzis. Um well, You can't
0: just tie it onto the baguette itself. It has to be tied through the baguette. Like if I if I had the corner of the baguette and just scrunched it up and then tied my tits onto it that it was tight. Uh, right, well, that, that wouldn't that, work. That wouldn't work, okay.
1: Right, and you also similarly, you cannot tie up sits, just tie sits, and um, make the five knots and the eight strings and whatever minogue you wear. And then cut the corner, put it on, and sew it around. That would be tasa luminase. And okay. and we uh, we brought up sukkah before. The only place in alaha is sukkah. So you can't roll out sah on the on your frame and then put around the walls.
0: Mm, okay, interesting. So um, you
1: have to you have to make the tzitzas have to be tied on. You have to, the sukkah has to be made. You have this. You have the whole structure, yeah, and then this. Okay. So another thing that you brought in um, on the corner so the Karaim, the karyates they use a of the other people the tziduki, it's filling in between their eyes. So they would put t- their tits on the corner exactly. And unfortunately people don't know this so much and they'll have their their talas by doing that. And they'll have it like this. Um, they'll have the corner folded over and they think and I met a guy and he's like yeah it's touching. It's like it's on the corner and that's not how you're supposed to wear it. The Mishaburah writes very strongly about that. It's supposed to be, there's two macho, there's two manhagim, the, the Ashkenazim and Swartim have it up and down. So if you have a talos, you have the front talus down and the back two the front tzitzis, down, back, down. Also, same thing if you're wearing your talus katon. If you look at Hasidim, they'll have it on the sides. So to the right, to the left, and, that, and then it'll hang down off the side, and that's okay. Right if it's hanging down, but it's not on the corner. You shouldn't have it on the corner. Right, Let's let go just, to the holes. Let me just
0: paint a picture for people listening. So what we're talking about is the corner of the baguette is actually folded in towards the hole versus having it versus having it like flat like it was basically ironed uh, and straight. And, the- and that is the way
1: to fix it. If you have this problem, just iron it. Just bring your talus home, iron it, and make okay. sure to put the iron on the wool mode so that okay. you don't burn your talus.
0: So you, you should have your, your beghead flat and the first knot tied at the end of that flat beghead.
1: So the bottom or the side. The bottom or the side, on on depending one, on your minnow. Your mid-hug, yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, continue. Um so yeah, okay. So don't don't ha- it's and it's not a hitter to have that corner folded over. You're not do it's not better, it's not okay. Um so with with the holes, there's a lacha, and in some chulkes, how many holes are you supposed to have? Are you supposed to have one hole? Are you supposed to have two holes? This is a sogia in Shulchan Arif. Um, It's more complex than that, so I don't want to spend so much time, but you see that Fasidim, they have it, and their titsis come out, they come down. So if you're tying it, it and the front come out and the back come behind them, um, you'll notice that except Chabad Fasidim, they only have it on the talus Gadol, not the talus Gadol, they'll have one hole, but Chabad have it on their talus Gadol as well. Um, if you want, should you want, should I get out of the house or,
0: I mean, we're not going to be able to show it. So,
1: okay. <laughs> um, and they have it, and which is amazing, um, that they have that second hole so that the tzitzis are tied onto the actual corner okay. and it's on the side. Cause the Hasidic Minogue is on the side, not the top. Um, and it's to hold the, the knot in place. A lot of people don't know the knot is supposed to be touching the baguette so when someone so many times i 'll stop someone or they'll come over, um or they'll ask me to inspect inspector us and in a shul, whatever and this is this is called a quick fix, and i'll have to move up all the titus move it up or untie uh, um retie the whole thing however it has to be done, and make it the the knot is touching the actual titsis right sometimes so- it it slides down um and your sit are longer, like the whole thing grew, it stretched out and you have like a big ring on the corner, so you gotta have that fixed. So it's, it's so kosher, it's so kosher, it's not the best.
0: So let's move on to the string itself. So we've already mentioned about the trellis versus not trellis versus different types of trellis. We've also mentioned that the material of the string has to either be the same material that the bagot is made from, or that is wool or linen which can go on any baggage. am i correct with those things
1: yes so okay. right now it's not really common for people to have linen such as i've never seen it and then oh, it's it goes to be more with, expensive and then it goes with shotness meaning um if you're tying well the only way you could have linen it, it makes it a problem well you could have linen on linen you could have linen on anything but people don't do it for whatever reason um could you have wool and linen together so let's go there for one second. So the answer is yes, if there's tehilas. So the big question is the tehilas today. Does that? Does that? Does that? So um, I am a proud distributor of Seal Tehilas, and I love those tzariki minar still. And st- shout out to Rabbi Roth in Florida, who um, runs Seal Tehilas USA. And um, so um, I'm not going to answer that question. If could you wear shotness sitzis with the tehilas today, you got to ask your Um And a lot of people have started wearing tehilas. If you go to the Pseil website, they will tell you how many people um, to, to the day have, have placed orders and how many Jews are wearing. It's really cool, the numbers from when they started 20 years ago. Um, but, so that's how it works. If you have techelas, meaning there's a concept in Shas and in Yevames also, Dalet Amun um, Aleph, Dalet um, Aleph, in um, Yevames, Ase Dochalos So that applies over here. So the ase of Titus pushes away the Los of shanis, and you could have them together. That's only if you have tehillahs. So that's why you don't really see anyone wearing shine this today.
0: Okay, so that answers that question, Kirsten. By the way, is there a special Indian to wear wool and linen strings together if you have? No, no, okay.
1: meaning, meaning, meaning if you wanna do it, you're allowed to. It causes a, a big, it, it, I don't know is how there you a get reason a reason
0: to do it, is what I'm asking.
1: Um, not that I know of. It's not a hitter and it makes complications because okay. once skia hits, and maybe let's just be Makhmer and say Shkia. Do I have to rip off my tzitzes because now I'm not Chayev because right. it's night. So it's just like... So it, you might
0: want to avoid doing them together.
1: Right. Okay. It's
0: <laughs> um the, the next question is this, the way it's wrapped. Now, I, I personally, if I had to, you know, choose one just from... And I don't know whose uh, version this is. The aesthetically... Uh, pleasing one the most aesthetically pleasing one is I I don't know what it is but it's basically like one knot on top one on the bottom and then just wrapped around the rest of the way
1: I don't know which version
0: that is that's that's the Rambam
1: that's the Rambam that's my Um, favorite
0: one but should I be choosing that just based on aesthetics
1: okay so about the pictures we're gonna have to have like a whole posting of all the things that you'll remind me after to send you I have a chart over there on the shelf when people come into my store and they're like, oh, to khilas and they're like, So what minog you know, do you want? Like, I don't know, like regular <laughs> like, So um that's the Rambam. Now, one knot at the top, the Shokhanarak writes me the Raisa, you only need one knot. So okay. and one knot means two, double knot. Like like by Jokoshabez, you know, if you have to write two letters, you have to do two stitches to be So um need two knots is considered a double knot is one knot in Halacha. So you only need that. Mishabura says the rest is Zecheli, It's honoring and beautifying the mitzvah. Um, so going to the Rambam, so the Rambam used one knot, then there's either seven or 13. The Rambam writes in Hilchos Tzitzis, um, Halacha Aleph, that which comes from the Gemara in Minachos, also, uh, there's this idea, and it's called Julius, or for the Sardem Juliot, or the Hasidim Hilius. <laughs> Whatever you pronounce that, yeah, I deal with so many, and it's amazing. And some people just don't understand what you're saying unless you say it their way, um, their pronunciation. Um, so Julio, uh, we're going to say my way, Julios. So the Julios, um, that's that's all the different knots and um, or the fancy braids. You see Chabad or Rizal, Sephardi. Um, so that's all beautifying it. According to the Rambam, 7 to 13. Now, um who does what? So the Treles wearers normally do normally do thirteen. I actually have an order now I'm about to go to Houston, Texas, with thirteen. Um and the Yemenite, the Temanim, they wear seven only with love on. They do not wear the Treles today. they don't wear they don't wear treles. Um so they normally do seven. I once saw a guy who had a Yemenite talas for all those back to the stripes. The Temanim have their own version of stripes and their own Atara on top. And, um, and I once saw a guy with a te'mani talis um, with seven, um, seven Julios of te'chelas, but normally te'manim don't do that. And also people with interesting talism have, like I said before, have amazing stories. So if you really want a (laughs) conversation piece, just go ask someone like, so, so how did you pick out that Minog or like what inspired you to wear, to wear like Chabad Titzis or, or to have a Rizal with this Begad, because I've seen a lot of interesting things, like a Breslover sent me a Belzer Begad, but he wanted Breslover for Uman or Hashanah So, like, there's a lot of interesting things so, out there. So,
0: my question is, am I allowed to do that? Am I, like, I happen to like the way that one looks. Am I, even though that I'm a regular Litvak, can I use a different Minhug just because of the aesthetics?
1: So, like anything, meaning you can, it's not usser but it's, again, it's not the best thing to do when you want to serve Hashem. So let's, let's go with the Sefer Echinoch's definition, or really Tame HaMitzvah. Why do we wear tissus? And he says, it's like, um, it's, you're an, we're all b'nei melech. We're all princes. We're the king, son of Hashem. He's the king. And so just like when you have a cop, you have an officer, a soldier, they have an emblem, they have some badge. We are going with the royal, we have a, a royal jersey. And so we have the emblem of Hashem of the king on there. So the same way there's different ranks and people in the army, different cops, different brigade however it works, I'm not Malumad in that. So like if you're a cop from Texas and 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 like you wouldn't want the badge from from Wisconsin from so the same thing, like it's better to have your minog and that's unique for yourself. Now, many times you have people that have joined Israel later in life. Or they became—they always were yet—and they became from later, whatever they're, And sometimes they'll have a few different rabayim, or they think something's cool. So then, the best thing to do is make that your minog, and then and then that's 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 your minog now. So if you want to take on tichelas, what I'll tell people is, um, if take out a minog and make that yours, or we could just do what you're doing already. If you're sorry, if you're Ashkenaz, if you want a and we'll tie it that just with tichelas. But it's it's not recommended to just jump around. Um, if there's anyone doing that right now who is listening, then ask your if you uh, if you, that's not sitting well with you. But it's not it's not usher. But th- but then again, you're not getting the, it's not it's not the kishmak. It, it's you're representing you're representing the king. You have your way to represent the king. So do it your way.
0: Okay. Um, the other question that I, and this is just pure curiosity, and I don't know. Any other way to explain what I'm about to other than this? Because I did lanyard as a kid. So there's one specific uh, method of tying that looks more like Chinese staircase. Um, what is that?
1: So that is sortie Okay. Um, That's a regular Swarty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you shouldn't you shouldn't say that to and They don't appreciate that. I've learned the hard way. Like uh, you,
0: I, you, I, I shouldn't say that it's a Swarty style. No, swordy. no. You
1: shouldn't tell someone Swarty. Like, I like the Chinese staircase. Oh, good. yeah.
0: That's the only way, that's why I prefaced it by saying it's the only way I know how to describe it.
1: Right, right. No, because I said I said that, so like, it went off wrong. So, like, it's like, that's their, also, again, it's like, it's their badge. It's their emblem. Like, like that's their right. mitzvah. So, it's like, so, yeah.
0: Oh, no, I definitely understand. But that's why I, I prefaced it by apologizing. That's the only way I know how to, uh, right, I, right,
1: I, right. How to explain it. Uh, right. All right.
0: So, let me ask you this. I You, you mentioned that you che- you're check you supposed to check the strings every day. And I'm imagining the bagot also all the way up. Just check what, check it every day. I see something wrong. What what do I do? Let's say it's not a big deal. Let's say uh, one of the middle knots are loose. So I know how to fix it. I could I could tighten it. I could move the the, the wrappings up. I can tighten the next one all the way. But is there something specific, uh, a method of doing it, a, a way, something that I'm supposed to be saying while I'm doing it?
1: So you should always when you tighten the knot, you're supposed to say the shemitzas tizis. Tizis are supposed to be tied the so that means you're supposed to be focusing the whole time that I am doing this. And just innately, you know you're not tying lanyards. So you know that it's right a mitzvah. But if someone's texting you and someone's calling you and, and this and that. So you want your focus. Um it brought out in and y'all could say from Robovadia, that it's midas chasidas not to talk at all while you're tying this. Okay. Um you should just be focused. A lot of people when they're wearing till and they don't talk at all. Um, so similar. Um and I like to say the to a the whole time. It's not brought down, but it just keeps me going. It keeps it. Um, so that's that's generally what you should do. Um, now, the Mishiburah says you should check your tizzles every morning, which we mentioned. But if you're going to be late for davening, then you shouldn't. Then you can rely on yesterday's as a chazakah, um, and you should check it the next day. And when I learned that halacha for the first time in my has, um, and yeshiva, he's like, well, I follow that every day. So I'm always late. So I never check my, tits.
0: <laughs> always pushing it off.
1: Um, so yeah, so that- that's what it means now. So let's say you r- realize on the way to shul, it's not better to fix your tits and be late to the minion, get a different pair, fix it later, but don't push it off because when you have that opportunity, now you have an opportunity to tie a mitzvah. The Yitzhar is going to get in the way and it's not going to get done. So make a note of it, make a time, Right now, you're going to do it a certain time and just take care of it so it's not so you're doing it correctly. Now,
0: I'm guessing this holds true for your talus also. You go to the Shul in the morning, you check your talus strings also just to make sure everything is, is, is uh, 100%. Um, but again, let's say I came late to Shul and I'm going to miss something because I'm checking. Uh, like I'm going to check, and by the time I start putting on my talus and tefillin, uh, I'll miss Baruchu type of a thing. What do you do in that scenario?
1: So the best thing is to do the other way, meaning every, when you take off your t- talus until and before you leave shul, before you put it in your bag, after you fold it up, I always remember as a kid, and my, my father still does this, every Bozzi Shabbos, folds it up, checks it and separates everything. So, and I seen him when I was a kid do that in the morning too. So once you fold up your talus the whole way, and before you fold it in half to, if that's how you fold it up, there's people fold it many different ways. Before you fold it to put it in the bag, leave it open and just go through the tits there. And you have no problem if you're running later, if you're on vacation in the summer now and, you're, and you just came to the minion that you're coming to, you're traveling. So then, and check it on the, on the way out of shoal right before you pack it up. And then you have a chazakha for the next morning because you didn't take it out of the bag.
0: Right. Okay. Um, now that you brought up folding talisim, when I got married, I asked the guy who I bought my talis from what is the best way to maintain the talus so that i don't need to replace it or, or when i it's further on down the road that i replace it what's the best way to maintain it he's like the one thing that people don't do is fold the talus on the crease so you should fold he said his thing was that you fold the talus on the crease which then i said but isn't that a problem on shabbos he said you only asked for maintaining the talus so uh, uh. so what i do generally we talus, not a big deal fold it on the crease i'm not sure if this is if, if you're if you're familiar with this method shabbos talus i fold it not on the crease and then i take it out after shabbos and i refold it so thoughts on that
1: okay so yeah there is a halacha that, is that uh not not well known um by everyone that it's well known by the people who know it um that um you're not supposed to fold anything on the crease in shabbos and then it goes to a talus um and so some people fold it backwards um i remember as a kid um my father used to always keep his talus he wouldn't fold it put it on his chair and in shul, his big chair up, up in front by the kodesh and the janitor would come every week after the kiddish vacuum and, and he'd clean up the get and then he'd come in and put away the sederim and go over to the t- my father's talis and fold it and put it down on his chair every week and then my father <laughs> would refold it after shabbat because <laughs> it wasn't the way he did so you could fold it, like you said, you could you could fold it backwards on the grease, or you could, especially with the outdoor minyanim now, or the way certain shuls are operating, that they don't want you leaving anything there, so you could wear it home um, and take care of it after Shabbos. Um, this applies if you're if you're the chazid in a shul, you're asked to daven, um, so then what do you do? Like, you took the shul's talas, and now you have it. Like, it's not yours, but you want to be a nice to your guest, whatever. Um, you can't, it's not, you're not supposed to fold it up even there. So if there's another teal, I'll just hang it. What I do is I hang it over the stender or I'll just put it together. I'm not going to fold it and just put it, hang it over the rack and the janitor or the president, someone who takes care of the gabai will fold it later. And you shouldn't feel bad about that because you're keeping a Shabbos. And that's what, that's what's that, that over there, that's what you're supposed to do in Shabbos during the week. Yes, it's their carrots. You borrow a Shul Salas, fold it up, put it nice on the rack. Um, there's a lot of interesting things in Talas racks. Or if they have the ones with like the, like there's a down, there's like a. Like a towel park. rack. Yeah. So there's some of those that are open. Um, right. I have, I saw a really cool one. It's on Instagram. of um, Potomac, Maryland had an awesome talus rack. And I was davening in their show. I took a picture of that. Um, and that was like in the entrance to the actual sanctuary. They had like hooks and like, it was beautiful. But many times it's like a cart with like a, and there's like a box underneath. So. There's candy down. There's a lot of different things floating around. Good place to find climates. <laughs> Um So um, I, it's not nice to just dump it in. It's, it, it is from. It's a during the week. You if you really want to come back after Shabbos and but um, you shouldn't you shouldn't fold it. Put it on your chair. Wear it home. Have some method that you don't ruin your talus. Um, but you but you're taking care of it. And I would agree that folding it on the crease is. Um, it will maintain it. Also, um, so a lot of people. How do these problems happen with their tits, or their titsis wind up black or yellow, or they're frayed? Or there's like a guy that um, I would always fix. This, I would always come over to him and like tell him, like, by the way, I see your talus and use a tune-up. And i I would think like, why does this always happen? And I've studied that guy, and his talus falls off his shoulder, and he would always like walk around and drag it. And the people that do that, the tips become black, or they they get frayed or they, so if you, and there are other people that nothing ever happens to their TELUS, they are careful that there's no nails in coming out of the seat that they're sitting down in, they don't rub their back during the shots on the bricks of the shoal, or the yurt site um, panel, and they don't, those are the people that get a tear in the middle and all these problems happen. So then again, if this is our jersey, this is our emblem, um, you got to respect it and keep it nice, and that leads me to I've seen so many things of like bright yellow, yellow things that um that uh that like I'm like I I can't I'm like how could you walk would you walk into court like that? You put on a suit, you go into court, give you have a trial. Would you would you bring that into a business meeting? But yeah, you come in front of the Malcolm family And you have a bright yellow it's like it's like a rag almost. It's not right. now I wanna clarify, I know the stifler going, that's all and there's I've seen a picture of Chaim Kaniyavsky the wearing his father's Salas, and he held that that is your mitzvah, and you davened in it in your whole life, and that is how you're gonna, that's beautifying it. So that's one sheet out there. So people follow that, then that's wonderful. I take the, the the shot that like beautifying mitzvahs. People spend thousands of dollars a strogan, they spend it on a ataros. Um, there is a, there are now something called Swarovski ataros that I actually sell. And you could get a $1,200 atara with crystal and people put so much mitzvah money into matzah. So, su- they'll spend four, three, four grand. They'll have a bedroom so they could sleep in their sukkah. But all of a sudden like talus, like what happened?
0: Which is a daily, is a daily mitzvah.
1: And it's the simplest, easiest mitzvah to do. And, it, and, and people will tell me, they're like, yeah, but I got married in my talus. So I was buying a ropero wine shlita last year. And I said that, I, I said, oh, could Rabbi Wan, give me like an etzah. What should I tell people? It's Zechariah, we were honoring the mitzvah. People spend so much money to come to Arta for Sukkot for Pesach. They'll spend money to go to Uman. They'll go to Miro and Unlagbo They'll go to Radin for the Favitz time, outside or Oshaila, They'll go to steer. But then like, so he said, tell them, do you still wear your wedding suit?
0: Exactly what I was thinking. So that could be like, oh, it doesn't fit anymore though.
1: So, right. So, therefore, Rabbi Wyden says, if he really means a lot to you on your anniversary, put on the talus. Uh-huh. Put on your talus in front of your wife, Frame it on the wall, my first talus. But there, you, you, you should really have, and you see the people that are medocticum and Mitzvah, so they have beautiful white talus. I mean, it never gets never sturdy. Gets I have an amazing, a funny, quick story. I was in a certain Breslover shul. I'm not going to say which one. So, um, that hasid doesn't feel bad, and nobody knows. And I came in. To davening. Now, Breslov davins neitz. Um, you'll find that there might be other minyanin, but it's a big thing in Breslov to davin because Rabbi Nachman would do that every single day. And the uh, best time to davin is Nates, as it says in Shekhanarach. So the Chassidim are still motivated like that today. Definitely new You can find the Nates minion. And I come in for this Nates minion in this Breslov Roshul and, and it's amazing. And I see this Chassid in the corner and there's a gaping hole like like, like 10 inches wide, a like, huge huge. And I'm just like, like, I'm like, and it was, and the towels was like, bright yellow. It was like, I so I, I, I couldn't, I, after davening, I go over and I said, I don't know if you know who I am. Um, they, some people call me the talisman. I specialize in tzitzis. And, um, I see that you have like a hole in the back and I see that there's a rip over here. We could fix that up. I could, I could, um, I have some amazing seamstresses that will take care of you and we could uh, fix up the hole. Or if you want, I can even sell you a beautiful non-slip Keter elite weave talus. and uh, and and uh, and so this guy was like shocked, and he like and he said first thing, first response, to this kosta was like, I dive in, it's so much kabodo that my sweat pours into my talus. so this real reservoir But then after, <laughs> when I said uh, he's like absolutely, you know, he's like I want to do it. He's like order me one talus, man, and so um, and we got him a nice, beautiful talus. so. There's 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 two ways of looking at it. Like your sweat could pour in from all the energy in Kedusha. If you're jumping up and down if you're Breslov and that's how you answer Mani Ashmiraba, and uh some Brezlovers like jump in the air for Kedusha, they don't just take three steps up with their heels. If you do all that and if that's how you serve Hashem, beautiful. But there's another way that that the same way you walk into court, a business meeting, uh it, whatever, if you need to go somewhere hushiv, you if you're embarrassed to take your talis. You should definitely get it, order a new one today.
0: All right, so I could talk forever um, about this stuff because there's so much more that we didn't even touch. We didn't We didn't really touch on ataras. We didn't touch on the, the white stripe that goes in the back uh, of some sim and where that
1: comes. Oh, okay, middle band is called.
0: Middle band. Um, but I will ask you one more question uh, and it's based on okay. the, the, the thing you brought up on slip versus not slip. Folding the talis over your shoulder or underneath the talus uh to to prevent it from slipping uh preferable way
1: oh you mean the chasidish way you're saying
0: way versus versus,
1: through the gartel through the gartel
0: through the gartel also But those of us who don't wear a gartel um (laughs) you have a preference of folding it over or
1: under oh that's what you're saying okay yeah so it's that's the same thing the idea is you're supposed to be surrounded by mitzvahs you're supposed to have four two two in the front two in the back what you're not supposed to do is hang it over your neck that is not kosher and you're not, you're not getting the mitzvah. And if it's too small, then it's not a talus. It could be a scarf with tzitzis on it. So.
0: All right. Uh, um, now, there is uh, one thing that I want you to, to talk a little bit about, and that's Project Tzitzis. So if you could talk a little bit about what Project Tzitzis is and what your role in it is.
1: Okay, number one, special, special shout out to Mr. Shalom Becher of Brooklyn, New York, and to Aaron Skoloff of, of Brooklyn, New York as well. Um and both of them are the co-founders of Project Sitsis. Um now what is Project Titsis? Project Titsis is an unbelievable, unbelievable um um organization. That they do is they will give any aid out there listening or not listening a free pair of titsis if if you're not wearing tits right now and you commit, you're gonna start wearing the missile. Um there's another um if you commit to wearing out, you could also get um, a free pair, but it's really, if you're not wearing titsis, you don't even have to pay anymore. People was like, oh, it's 20 bucks, whatever. It's too much for me. Like, And that's a turnoff for certain people that are on their journey. So there's an, there are two Yidin out there that started an organization dedicated to just helping Yidin remember all the mitzvahs by giving out free titsis. And and a few months ago, they broke a record breaking of 4,000 pairs from all around the world.
0: Very nice. So, what's your role in Project Justice?
1: So, besides, um, besides being the Greater Philadelphia Gabai, which means we have something called Project Justice by City, and we are looking for other um, volunteers out there who want to join Project Justice. So, you could um, message, go on the website, contact us, or contact me contact the talisman and we'll hook you up and get, get you to the right department um, and we have projects by city so if you if you live in a certain area you can click that link point, submit your order on our website project and then it will go directly to an individual in that city and you can meet them at their store or however they do it or they'll come to you and it's instead of having it mailed or um, from the from the headquarters in Brooklyn um, so that's one thing. And the other thing is I have this host to run the project. Sitsis broadcast that like meaningful minute, daily dose, just a moment, and, and any other ones you you uh, on WhatsApp that you yeah. that come. To, what else comes to mind?
0: Total anytime.
1: Yeah, but this is like a WhatsApp broadcast to right, so be short podcast. clips. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So Me- meaningful minute, daily dose. Guard your eyes. Guard your eyes. Oh. That's another big one. Okay, so. We have one and the number is for anyone who wants to subscribe 856 200, eight, four, three, nine message. Add me and we will sign you up and we try to every night have a different Rov um, speak for three minutes, short, inspirational me- uh, message, some story, some halacha, symbolism, um, things you never knew about Tsitsis. And I this supposed to be the director of that. I'm contacting Rabbanim to do it and putting together the, the clips, the music, and and uh, the titling and all that packaging up those clips to go out which are seen all around the world and he, those videos are not just videos there's a guy remain nameless who saw rov daniel corin shout out to rov daniel corin in monsie who's an amazing amazing um rov has some awesome videos on Torah anytime check him out and he um did an amazing video about the the story Menohos, about the guy, the yeshiva guy who went travel to that Island to go meet that woman and titsis, saved him from the Vera, hit him in the face. And he said that story, if, if anyone wants a copy of that video, they can contact me and I'll give it to them. And there was a guy who was struggling with his Yiddish kite and he saw that video and he said, you know what, I'm going to start working my titsis out. And before long he stopped going to McDonald's and then recently he contacted me. I started putting on till and every single day. So that's one guy. There's another guy who, he lived in Peru. His father um, passed away, unfortunately. He came, he came to Cherry Hill. He saw a guy in shul, and he's like, he's like, uh, how are you doing? I just buried my dad in my talus, so I need a talus. Is Lakewood the closest place to get a talus? And the guy in shul is like, no, we have the talus. <laughs> oh, the talus, man. This, this is Cherry Hill. So, he, so I got hooked up with this yid from Peru. He looked at and I showed him all the weaves, this, that, another. And then I said, Sadek, by the way, do you have a pair of tzitzis? I know you're in Peru. I didn't know there's Chabad out there, but like, what, what's uh And he said, no, actually, I don't. And I said, well, here's a pair. And he was like, and, he's, and he was pulling he was, he was away. I'm like, this is for you, Sadek. Put that on. We took a video. It's on Instagram. You can see it. Not only that, he left his family in Peru, separated from his family, and moved to Artesal jumped into a yeshiva, got stuck there because of corona, and is happily wearing tzitzis, and is a uh, from Yid now, from those tzitzis, wow. and um, also from Torah Anytime. He said, Torah Anytime turned him on his journey all the way in Peru. Torah wow. Anytime in Peru. So those are two stories, and there's a few other, you know, we don't have to say now, um, that how these videos are inspiring the world, and people just getting a pair of tzitzis, what Chazal says is Hashem, it really, really turns people's lives around, one of the guys from Project Tsitsis remained nameless from Project of City. He got a free pair. He was so inspired. And now he decided he, he turned around his life and he's giving out Tsitsis in his city as well. So that's what we tend to do. We want people who have a story, who got Tsitsis to go give out to other people so then it keeps on going and we're going to change people's lives. That's phenomenal.
0: Nasano. Um, I'm going to let you plug. You mentioned all of your Instagram and Facebook and Twitter accounts, but uh, tell us where people can learn more about those. If you want to spend, mention them exactly where they are.
1: Um, so all of the above um, WhatsApp also, let's say, let's say um, plus one, eight, five, six, seven, four, five, nine, five, eight, eight. Just reach out to me and you can watch the status and you can learn a lot of stuff or see the products we sell. Um, email yeah. the, the email. The talisman at gmail.com with two L's.
0: Okay. And the, you have a website? Um And where's your store?
1: Oh well, before that, YouTube also and Bezalel Hashem, Shortly, we're going to be coming out with Hilchos um, Tzitzis and the short videos, going through Shofanarach and learning, and learning the halachos, and then also very interesting questions like, can I put tzitzis on a leather shirt if I have a leather shirt or a leather jacket, and things that people find very interesting. And you could always you could submit questions too that we could discuss in videos, various cool halachos. That's coming soon on YouTube. And one day at Torani time as well. Um, and where's my store? My store is located in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, in the Cherry Hill Koal. Oh. So, the Cherry Hill Community Koal, in the Koal, you can come get titsis you can come learn, you can come meet Rabbi Klar, Roche Koal over here. Um, and also, for anyone, you don't have to come to Cherry Hill. We ship all around, we ship around the world also, if you're international as well. and so how does, so someone's talas is not kosher. They want to heal us. They want to redone. You just, you contact me. Um, then you, you pa- package up your talas, go to UPS, FedEx, or the post office, or whatever service you use in another country, and you package it up, get a return label, stick that into your order, send it to me. We will fix it up and ship it back to you.
0: Phenomenal. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to leave with us?
1: Yeah. Um, if you if there is a mitzvah out there that you really enjoy make it your own because it could change your yiddishkeit and that will help you be a better yid because there are people that just live um they just their life is a little bit stale and they so if you want to if you really want to if you want to spice things up and have some uh, have an amazing have an amazing um day-to-day activity don't be like the guy that um, Rabbi Fran said that a uh, from doctor gave a gave a yid a fit, um, was checking a yid, and he told him to take off his shirt and he opened his shirt and he had a size three on his shirt, a full grown like forty year old guy, and, Rabbi, and the doctor said like like my high, Rabbi Yid, well, what's what, what's the size thirty? He's like I got this for my up shirt and, and I loved it and uh, mm-hmm. it's it's my tzitzis I got this when I was three years old and so don't be like that yid that's not the way to have yiddishkeit so whether it's tzitzis whether it's sukkah whether whatever it is, if it's if it's Russia Shut off, it's chauffeur, make your mitzvah. You don't have to go all out and, and do it on doing on your own level. Just make one mitzvah out of the six thirteen yours and that will change your Yiddish Nisanel
0: Epstein, the talisman, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Rev Nizam.:
0: My thanks to Nisanel the Talisman Epstein for joining me this week. If you have a particular mitzvah you would like to hear discussed on this show, feel free to reach out to us on social media. Likewise, if you've devoted your life to a mitzvah, we'd like to hear from you as well. To everyone else, as always, tov. The Jewish Living Podcast is produced by Swirly Pikus. Our theme song is The Band by A.B. Rottenberg from Journeys 4. You can email the show at jewishlivingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Jewish underscore living. The Jewish Living Podcast is recorded in conjunction with the Queen's Jewish Link.